All right, welcome to another episode of the Freedman Podcast on a very rainy and wet Sydney Tuesday evening. Adam and Phil, how yeah, are mate, you hasn't it been filthy? Just filthy. Just it started filthy. raining this morning. I woke up to rain. It has not stopped all day. Uh, just violent. And you know what? That's when you really feel a lockdown, when you can't even step outside your front door for a, for a breath of air. It's just, you're trapped. It feels like being on Noah's goddamn ark right now. So yeah, not too happy about it. <laughs> I spoke to a here with a bunch of animals. Yeah. I spoke to a couple yeah. of people today who definitely were feeling. Yeah, I think it definitely that changes the mood, right? And people, yeah, um, seasonal depression. It's great, but I do. It is always that thing where, like, we just go through this ridiculous period of sunshine and beautiful weather. And yes, I know we're locked down, but we've been going outside. We've been walking, and as soon as the rain hits, people just you know talk about the weather. Oh, this rain! When will it stop? It's like <laughs> it stopped for so long. We need rain. Water makes what did you what do you call no. water, Phil? The essence of life, number five in the beard <laughs> rating. Something something along those lines. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, liquid it's... of life. I got no problem with rain if it comes between say ten p.m. and five <laughs> in the morning. If it's the reverse curfew, bring on as much rain as you like. The reverse view. <laughs> I like it. The reverse view. If I'm yeah. allowed yeah. out of my house, I want the rain to fuck off for me to do it. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Don't ask a lot. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And look, honest, honestly, boys, you know we're we're a ways into lockdown now. And don't you just love Zoom? I mean, like there was a time when I would have to go to Tristan's house and we would hang out, shoot the shit, maybe play some Mario Kart afterwards. And don't you just love sitting around staring into a fucking computer screen instead? Isn't that just fucking fantastic? <laughs> Isn't it great? And maybe I am starting to lose my fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm disappointed, Phil, because uh, this isn't Zoom. This is Zencaster. I tried to change it around for you. I tried to give you something a little different, mate. Yeah, you, we get to mate, see Tristan's cats this way. If it if it <laughs> if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck yeah. and it starts with a fucking Z, it's the same damn thing. <laughs> All right, Admittedly, so though, very impressive software for syncing everything together when my laptop holds up. Sorry for the long editing process last week, bro. Is it going to hold up? Is it going to hold up tonight? Are we good? Are we looking good? We never know. We never know. <laughs> the, let's, the keep, new, let's keep moving. The new ones, <laughs> the new ones in the mail, but uh, COVID mail is a very different thing. Well, so we, we pleased we are... to know that my shamanic supplies arrived, but their laptop is not. <laughs> We are in, welcome everybody to episode whatever, and it's lockdown week, whatever, who cares? But thank you for joining yeah. us again. We're celebrating this week, uh, is it International Book Day, Adzo? Is that what it is? International Book Week. Book Week? And I know week. this because my, my daycare told me that uh, for this week to dress my daughter up in a, the costume representative of her favorite book character and bring her favorite book along to daycare and they'll all experience it together. And I did not pack her book. And I gave her a jumper with a picture of a lion on it. And I'm like, I'm done. This is me. I'm done. I just, you know, I always had this dream of being that good dad. He's like staying up all night, making the costume. Uh, no, he's, he's a fucking, the jumper's got a lion face on it. You like the book with the lion in it. I'm not even going to pack the book. See you later. I honestly feel that you missed a golden opportunity there to dress her in a, in a, in a um, jumper that had a bear on it instead. So you could literally say, there you go. I did the bare minimum. Um, oh okay. yeah! Uh, early wow. he's getting on the You're dad welcome. jokes early. Very You're welcome. Good, very Suck good. On that. I think you missed a golden <laughs> opportunity to dress your kid up as the Babadook with the book, the Babadook, <laughs> and just said, "Here you go." <laughs> they have the book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow, it's all right. She's in daycare for a few more years. I'll, I'll, I'll find time. I have to get her on board. That's the thing. Put that in the train. Put, put that on the reserves for uh, for next year, mate. So look, yeah. we to celebrate uh, International Book Week. Uh, for whatever, yeah, which which as effectively all I can tell is 
gives people a, a reason to put their kids onto Facebook in the costumes that they've dressed them up as. Um, yep. To celebrate it, yeah, we're going to be counting down. Competition. Um, <laughs> we're, I'm calling the section we're dumber for it, the top three books that we wish we'd read. Um, yep. And so we're probably going to relate those to movies that where movies are kick ass and we probably should have read the books. Everyone says, the oh, books is that what we were doing? Didn't no, we do don't that. have to. Anyway, we okay. don't have to. Um, and no, you you are the best reader out of the three of us. I know that. Well, I don't know. I don't know for sure, but I know out of me, you certainly are. So I'm sure <laughs> that I'm sure that your list is far more sophisticated than mine. But to celebrate sure. uh, International Book Week, we do have a bit of a, a reschedule, restructure. So we're introducing a couple of new segments. So we're replacing the TBA wrap with uh, with it's a bad week four, and we'll explain that uh, when we get to it. And we're also I blame integrating... all like our sponsors for that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and we, if you were sponsors, we would have kept it. We're integrating sports down into our Hold My Beer segment um, and we're retitling that You're Fucking Kidding, right? And again, we'll explain that when we get into it. Um, So let's kick off the show with our our usual, our feats of manliness. Uh, Adzo, what's been going on in your world this week? I did. I mean, obviously, we're still in lockdown. It's a limit to what you can do, but I did what I consider the manliest of all chores at home. And I don't mean taking the trash out and I don't mean mowing the lawn, both very manly stereotypically, but no... I think washing a dog that hates to be watched is up there with one of the most challenging, physically demanding, and manliest tasks you can try to accomplish. So, so there did you I was. say it hates to be washed or hates to be watched? <laughs> I didn't set up a video camera. Like, smile at the camera while I watch you, boy. It's, it's, it's to be washed. Well, washed. it's very. It, it's quite difficult. I like the idea that, that Adzo's dog doesn't like to be watched and so he has to close his eyes while washing the dog. And, uh, a blindfold it's, it's, on. It, it's the blind dog washing challenge. <laughs> we should make that a YouTube thing. How clean can you get your dog without your sight? <laughs> but you know what it's like? I'm there. I'm stripped down to my shorts. I'm armed with a sponge, a bucket, and a handful of schmackos. And the last and time I saw you like that, Adzo, you were doing something very different. Yeah, as I was writing this, I was like, I knew fucking Phil's going to sit out and make this sexy. <laughs> yep. Keep going, keep going. I was keep ready. Going. Okay, but having to strong arm a Kelpie into the back shower for a shampoo, <laughs> rinse and towel down is bloody hard. And they know, that's the thing, they, they, God, they know that you're going to do it. Because any other day, he sees me grabbing some treats and grabbing his lead. He's by my side. He's ready to go. But on bath day, which happens about once a year, he somehow senses it and I have to drag him out from behind the couch. It's bloody tough work. So, yeah, I'm calling that my manly moment of the week. Fair enough. And and and, and did um, did Buddy turn out all okay? Does he look glorious? Oh, he's, he's great. He smells fantastic. He's, uh, he's all shiny and, and puffy. But he also... Once they realize that there's no escape, they give that look, you know, like the like a condemned man. He's just this goes kind of uh, really docile <laughs> and just he's just waiting to die. Yeah. So I, I took a quick photo of him like that. I have to post that up on the Twitter. The the if I must pose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, that, all right. Uh, this is happening, isn't it? <laughs> Slight parallel, but in parallel universes. When we got our cats last week, you know, you sort of get your cats, and and just when you're lying in bed, you know that they've arrived. Everyone's excited. They're in your house, uh, and you, you know, you're lying in bed, the lights go off and you start, things go in your head. And then like, just as I'm about to drift off to sleep, like I quickly wake up, I 
you know, shake the wife that Lynn's, yeah, tomorrow we have to remind Mateo the cats don't go in the bath. The cats don't go in the bath. <laughs> you know, yeah. I just have, you have this vision of yeah. him just going, you know, and just seeing this dead cat just floating inside the water. <laughs> He's there like, poking it. <laughs> these things that you just really sort of take for granted. He can really like, hold his breath. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah. Now they hate water. And then I was thinking like, because, you know, it starts with like, Cats don't like water, you know, yeah. don't put them in the shower with you. And like, wait, my kids have baths. They like to throw things in the bath. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, nice one, Adzo. Well, congratulations, let's buddy. Happen. Yeah, let's hope that happens happen. Yeah. Phil. You'll have, a, one, you'll have a few more of those ones, T-Man, as they settle in, I suspect. I agree. Uh, so my, uh, my manly feat of the week um, was really epic, to be honest with you. And, and, and that was uh, getting through half a bottle of rosé on Sunday because nothing says... Nothing says a manly <laughs> moment like a delicious, sweet pink drink. Um, strap in, gentlemen. Yeah, got a lot of time for Rosé. I really, I really wish the listeners could see Tristan's face right now. He's, yeah, he's confused. I, he's upset. I feel like we've. He taken wonders one where step I'm going forward, with this. And you, yeah, I, I'm waiting. Is there a punchline here? There's no punchline. You it's, just had half a bottle of, and you didn't even have a whole bottle of Rosé. Yeah, you had no, half, no, a bottle half a bottle. Half a bottle is the least manly part of it. <laughs> at least, at least sack up and drink a whole bottle of that <laughs> yeah, sweet yeah. pink. Nectar of the gods. I'll remember that next time, <laughs> as I suckle at the sweet pink nectar of the gods. I did. Uh, I, I, I didn't realize you were such a fan, Adzo. He does love rosé. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I, I did crack time. open a uh, a bottle of red um, the other night because it just you know for the first time in a while I was like mm, I'm not going to crack open a haze or a stout. I think I'm just going to have a glass of red. And I bought recently from Naked Wine, so I think the the bottles cost me about two dollars each. So even if mm-hmm. I just have a sip, I think it's probably I'm still winning. Um, but of course I can't just have a sip and I ended up drinking the whole thing and, uh, and I felt quite bad about it. I, um, I think that's again, another thing about the craft beer. You have a, you have a couple and you feel okay. You know, I found, I've felt okay. I have a, I don't know about you, Adzo, because you, you know, I love my red wine. Yeah, I know you love your red wine. Quite often when we're on a zoom or on a thing of this, usually, usually a little top of a bottle just poking up through the camera. So you, when you say you felt bad, as in you felt like you'd o- overdone it, like you'd uh, you drunk too much, yeah, or you I felt, felt bad, as in you felt a bit sort of dusty the next day. Yeah, I felt a little dusty the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it was, um, it hit me, and it's, I realized it's been quite a long time since I've just cracked open a bottle of of wine. Um, but it was a nice change, and and I was thinking this is different. So Phil, you and I must be on the same on the same pathway at the moment. You, you felt like a bit of rosé, and uh, I felt like a bit of red. And Adam just, right. I think Adam just has bottles of wine in between his craft beer. Pinky out, pinky out. Yeah, yeah. Adzo, Adzo keeps the rhythm going between the two. But it is interesting that basically you got like a two dollar bottle of wine or a sixty seven dollar craft beer, and it was after the <laughs> bottle of wine that you're like, oh, I feel a bit crappy. Why is that? It's because I'm not living like the king I am. <laughs> well, listen, Phil, it's a step up from bring me your, more liquid um, gold <laughs> from your manly feet a couple of weeks ago, which was just you managed to have showers. You used to bathe, so I mean well, that that's was... that's that's been my manly feat most weeks lately. <laughs> each week, each week you can say you could do that. It's a tick. I, I, yep. I did it again, guys. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I don't really want to talk about the fact that I'm slowly going insane and shouting at strangers. That's more of a you know, I'm not sure that's what else is the balcony manly. for, mate? Exactly. <laughs> Old exactly. man yells at cloud. Um, all right, uh, my manly feet. I'm throwing this back. I'm, you know, I did this once before. I'm um, I'm passing on my manly feet to someone else. Um, and that manly feat is to my boys who have begun strongman contests. So they now walk around and they start um, comparing to each other what they can pick up and carry. And they start okay. showing their muscles. And I thought, there's nothing more manly than watching your boys 
um, slowly become the, the little strong men that you want them to be. And it's quite funny. So, so Kobe will pick up like a bag of oranges, say, and goes, look yeah. what I, I'll pick up. And then Mateo will roll up his sleeve and he'll go and say, yeah, yeah I can pick that up. And, and it kind of reminds me of you, uh, Adzo, you and um, uh, Anonymous and your yeah. uh, your competitions in the garage about oh, yeah. uh, you know lifting weights or who can who can bench press more or how many push-ups and so on those competitions you used to have and yeah. and I think it all begins at a young age and uh, it's begun for my children and uh, the competition is on and they will be fighting for their father's life for their father's love so Tristan on a scale of 0 to 10 with 0 being no intervention and 10 being drugging them like a russian gymnast mm-hmm. uh, how much <laughs> how how much are you contributing to this strength training is there and 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 time will are, tell. We, are we talking anabolic here yeah, or time just, will tell. or just supplementing I'm going to I'm going to I'm supplementing them I'm I'm secretly putting beef into their uh, vegan enchiladas oh, um, that's good yeah that's yeah. good yep, yep. Uh, I presume that's anabolic you know, steroid laced beef or just... Only just the best. Beef. Is there any yep. other kind? No, that's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, no, look, you know, I've always said you got to do everything that, you know, everything that you can um, at whatever cost. Um, so if my children get to the point where um, they have to take illegal substances to to be the best, then I'll support that. Honestly. I've always said it. And, and, yeah. and that's good. You know, people can say, where's the beef? And they'll be like... Kobe's yeah. right here. Here it is. <laughs> oh, hey, there it is. Exactly. Wow. Nice. You I mean, you, you did right name yourself. him after it. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah. You know, I don't. I, I don't know if I ever said that, but that was Kobe born into a vegetarian family. What the honestly, fuck? Phil? Phil, I think that was the first thing. I think Adzo said it. I think it was me. The first thing I said yeah. is like, you named him after beef, and you're like. Oh, they just see this little glee in your eye, just sort of disappear, like wink out in an instant. Like, yep. hey, I've yep. got a little boy. I'm like, what's his name? It's like Kobe. I'm like, well, like the beef. And you're like, ah. oh no, oh no, <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> it's a true I've story. made a huge mistake. <laughs> you think that's bad? You should have seen. You should have seen Lindy's reaction when <laughs> <laughs> Lindy's still in the still in the um, delivery ward. Oh. Adam, what did Adam say? I just showed her the text message. It's like, like Ooh. the beef. <laughs> even, even, even when you were a vegetarian, the beef was never far from your heart, my friend. Yeah, that's true. I know. I know. Yep. So that's me. Yeah. So good on you, boys. Keep on, keep on doing the the good stuff. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's get into uh, let's get into a hold my beer and our um, and our sports segment. So uh, when we start joking this week, I wasn't sure it wasn't in the uh, official WhatsApp. But oh, uh, I don't know. Well, let's just wait and see. <laughs> I love a nice organized podcast. Are we starting now? Is this yeah, the introduction yeah. time? No, fill it. Is this the time for the fat team? Yeah, fill it up. The fat team to you. This, this is, is the, the free, free man podcast. podcast. Yeah, Strap in, gentlemen. Yeah, it is. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, we just do that. <laughs> All right, welcome back. Uh, we are—I uh, made a mistake, and I'll be honest with you. I know—I know why. It's just because I want to crack open a beer, and I made the mistake of not pre-gaming right now while you guys are drinking, and so I had beer in my, on my mind. Um, but before—don't oh, show me that beautiful Bacchus baby. Mm, Stop mm, it. Mm, 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 mm. So, um, let's do hero of the week very quickly, and then let's yep. get into uh, let's go get into our, our um, what the fuck and uh, hold my beer. So. Hero of the week, I'll nominate first, uh, Larry David. Uh, Yep, Larry David. Uh, He is my hero of the week because he tweeted and HBO released that Curb Your Enthusiasm Season 11 will be released in October. We have a release month. 
which means which means there's only at this point in time there's only one whole month one whole month without any new curb your enthusiasm episodes and quite <laughs> quite honestly i think it's something that everybody needs right now and the idea of larry david new curb working in a covid world because they've made yeah. it obviously during covid is going to be there's going to be you know obviously there's going to be mask jokes there's going to probably going to be vaccine jokes he's going to do everything everything that i need right now is going to yeah. be in that show yeah and um i'm almost you know thinking about going into some sort of you know frozen chamber some and, kind of lockdown, yeah. if you will. Uh, it just freeze yeah. my body and wake me up when it comes out. So, Larry, <laughs> for showing us the light, for giving us light, you know, fuck the tunnel that the politicians are talking about. This is the light at the end of the tunnel. October, Curb 11 comes out. Larry, you're my hero of the week. Tristan, is 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 would it be correct that basically your top three things on television still to this day were all born out of Seinfeld? 100%. Basically. Veep, yeah. yep. Seinfeld and Curb. Yep. Yep. Just those three? Yeah, yep. pretty much those three, wouldn't it? How do you feel about comedians in cars getting coffee? Uh, I've, I tried to watch it. I'm not sophisticated enough. You know, I don't, I don't find... That's why you didn't watch Louis. It was too smart for you. No, I loved Louis. I loved okay. Louis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Louis. No, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't find Jerry... In, in many ways, I don't find Jerry particularly funny outside of his r- role. I think Larry was the... Larry was the real sarcastic master i mean jerry yeah, is, he was the like, genius behind it yeah Paul. so i, I love jerry and i loved his the, the what he brought to it don't get me wrong he's still one of my heroes but i don't think his level like i didn't find his stand-up as funny as as some of those real more sarcastic undertones of the show and that's yeah. why i think curb is actually the stronger show i'll always respect seinfeld more because it's what started it but i think curb's actually the it just mm-hmm. tickles me in okay. a little different way. Just well, a little different like, way. I like B movie. <laughs> of course you do. Of course you do. The, the you guys is, actually seen it? It's I fucking have. insane. I have. I have. It's so I, great. I think yeah. he has sex with. I think the B has sex with the girl. Yeah, I think so. But it's so it's so weirdly dark as well. It's like it's just crazy. It's a it's an absolute like fever dream watching that goddamn movie. I, I tried really, to watch it with my daughter. It's, I really feel like I need to watch this movie now. Um, <laughs> I, okay, so I've caught, I've caught the edges of it here and there, and then I've seen the memes that basically imply that it's it's a it's a tome on bestiality. Um, but I guess that's <laughs> the interesting thing with Seinfeld. To a degree, he was the straight man in that. Like he's yeah. the one there to react to everybody else's crazy stuff. Yeah. Rather than doing a like he did a little bit of crazy stuff, but it was mostly he's the straight man in it. So I guess yeah, you know that he's the center of that vortex of chaos that is Seinfeld, and the center of the vortex isn't really the funny bit. Um. Exactly, you know, the funniest 100%. bit. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. But uh, so, Larry David, Larry David's my nominee. Yeah, Phil, who you got, bud? Uh, so I had a tough one this week, mm. Um, mm. deciding between um, two of the greatest powerhouses of our age. Actually, um, wow. and the first of those uh, is Solar Power. Uh, which uh, apparently <laughs> it's so literal. I yeah, love that's it. it. It's, a, it's total powerhouse. Um, for a, for a brief window on the 22nd of August, it was supplying more than 50% of the main power grid. It's Is the, that right? It's the little technology that could, and it's on its wow. way. And uh, it outdid coal for the first time, but one would presume not for the last time. So it's the, <laughs> you know, it's taken it's taken its fucking time. Great uh, pick. It's finally there. Great it's pick. finally there. 
Now, the other powerhouse on the flip yep. side is mm. former Socceroos coach Ants Postacoglu, who is having an absolutely fucking blistering start at, at Celtic. Six wins in a row, uh, dominating. All the Celtic fans who were like, who the hell is this cunt? Um, <laughs> and and who like who is this random dude who's been given a one-year deal? He's not going to be able to do anything, and they're getting the Postacoglu treatment, which is fucking awesome football and a whole lot of winning. So much love to, to the Ange. I did see in an article today the headline was something of I don't know what the the, the noun of it is or the the the, the verb of it, but mm-hmm. he's been described as messianic like messianic 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 like he is I'm yeah. like, as in a messiah. Yes, that, that's just such yeah. a soccer term, isn't it? Yes, like. For some, for so many of these fans, this basically is their lives. Well, back in the day when David Moyes took over Everton and was doing really well in the early days, like he's doing with West Ham now, he was known as the Moyes Sire. Um, yeah, there so you go. So that's you definitely see. the case. And as I've thought about it, because I was wrestling between these two, but it's obvious, what I had to ask myself is, if if I had to choose between a world with Ange Postacoglu in it or a world with solar power in it, which one would I choose? <laughs> and so it's obviously Ange Postacoglu. Of course uh, so he's my part. hero of the week. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> also, I think Messianic just sounds like the surname of a soccer player. It, it does, does, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Yeah. And Smith, I hope Tom I pronounced that one correctly. <laughs> I think um, I think renewable energy is having a, a moment because I, I read today or yesterday that... Um, it's having its day in the sun. <laughs> Oi! <laughs> Look at that smug face. Oh, <laughs> so loving oh, himself yeah. for that sure, one. Phil. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, um, can we can we already vote that in as the dad joke of the week? Yeah, done. <laughs> done. No, electric cars uh, apparently have um, have maxed out in terms of interest out of Australia or or, or, or purchases or quotes or whatnot. Yeah, like we've got there. three of them now. <laughs> no, they're, they're going gangbusters. Even myself, I started looking at because we're looking at maybe really? um, changing our car. I started looking at uh, at electric. So not solar powered. I meant electric. Sorry, electric yeah, yeah. cars. Uh, electric better. cars are yeah. uh, are having a moment, and and you know the interest in electric cars has never been higher at the moment, and all these brands are starting to bring them out. It's it's quite a crazy crazy world, but you know seeing you're seeing more and more of these come out. So go renewable energy. Um, yeah, maybe all those protesters are right because I know some of them were holding signs about climate change. So yeah, you know. Yeah. Renewable energy, it's great, just not quite as great as Ange Postacoglu. <laughs> Those protesters remind me of um, of Homer doing the voting when he's in the booth. It's like those protesters, I don't agree with their anti-COVID <laughs> vaccine, but I do agree with their climate change That's and right. uh, <laughs> his, his boat-killing policy. <laughs> Adam, please... Name the hero of the week that I think we've failed to do. and Okay, well, obviously yeah. you've missed this one and it's, yeah. it's so obvious. And my hero of the week this Please. week is a very shifty-eyed wink to the king of Saturday night. Of course, I'm talking about Mr. Daryl Summers himself, <laughs> who just months after dealing with monster revelations of systemic racism on the show in the 80s and 90s has managed to suck the, by my estimate, 450 different dicks it would have taken before <laughs> Channel 7 agreed to give him one more show. So he's back. It's the 50th anniversary special, despite the horrific racist videos that have surfaced in the past month, despite the bullying, despite the blackface skit. Daryl Paul Summers OAM has wiped his mouth and will be back on your TV shortly. Keep an eye out for my hero of the week. What a rant. Has wiped his mouth, Adzo. <laughs> that is... That is that is and next, he's back. That is <laughs> ne- next level savagery. <laughs> Yeah. What a rant. 
Honestly, I think our hero of the week is probably the 450 Channel 7 executives. If there's even that many of them left. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Dearie me. How did we get here? Uh, I, I was just hoping Adam was going to say the uh, the Paralympians who are starting their Paralympic journey today. But um, I yeah, they started not, yet. They'll yeah. be heroes once they've actually done something. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. All right. <laughs> All right, let's let's take a vote. Um, uh, so we got Daryl Summers. Daryl, all right, sure, it? it's Daryl Summers. <laughs> okay, Phil. I look, look. I want it to be Ange Postecoglou, but um, Daryl Summers. I mean, he's, he's, he's <laughs> he just keeps sucking them eggs. So yeah. uh, what can you do? Just for that rant, I'll I'll give it to Daryl. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, he's the he's the hardest working man in showbiz just gonna, this week. It's going to be a great email out, our hero of the week. He's, <laughs> he's renowned, renowned racist Daryl Summers. Oh, oh dear. Uh, all right, uh, moving. On. That one's coming back to haunt us, Tristan. All right, I need to crack open this beer, so we're moving on to our. You're fucking kidding, right? With our hold my beer. Yes, that is the sound of me cracking open our hold my beer beer for the week. Oh, what is this thing? Well, this yeah, one's been sitting in the in the fridge, the, all of our fridges for uh, six weeks. Is it? First and foremost, get a fucking whiff of that, boys. Oh, I opened it and the dog left the room. <laughs> I just had a flash. He's, of- in, he's in the shower waiting. <laughs> Save me. <laughs> Wash it off. That's will be in here sooner or later. Very, very good. <laughs> so I just had a flash as I was saying that they were in our fridges Man. for last week. So I had a flash of um the end of Back to the Future uh part two where um where the mailman comes to the you know, the postman yeah. comes up and says, I've had this beer in the fridge for the past six weeks. And I said <laughs> yeah. on this very day, on this night, you would yeah. crack it open. And what we're cracking open is Dad and Dave's Black Forest Gateau Pastry Stout from Brookvale in New South Wales, which at this at this point in time would be an incredible holiday destination if we could get yeah. there. Wouldn't too it? far for me. <laughs> too I gotta far tell you, this, this is smelling a lot more Dad than Dave right now. <laughs> uh, so what are we go- and, and, and sorry, Adzo, could you define the difference there? Don't, don't go down it's, that path. No, it smells like an old man. Is what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It smells like an old man Ooh, and it tastes... smells like Bigfoot's dick. So it says, <laughs> have your cake and drink it too. It Our like forest gateau loaded with rich chocolate malts, cherries, vanilla, and lactose. It's liquid cake. Now, the the story behind this uh, this particular beer is I went to Bucket Boys in Marrickville yeah. to pick us up a few after we started chatting to Matt. And... Um, I met uh, was it was it JT JP there uh, and we got to a chatting and uh, he got to a recommending and uh, obviously when you start recommending um, sometimes those beers are fairly on the exy end and I didn't want to keep picking out eighteen dollar beers for for my boys so I was like what do you have in the slightly not so expensive <laughs> range fourteen to sixteen dollar range so. <laughs> Why am I? Why am I picturing like a scene where you have to crawl through that dog door, like Homer had to crawl through to get the job back, and there's a fridge through the back of that dog door where you can get like a five or six dollar beer? No, well, hundred percent. And this, I think, this was a probably about. I think it was about nine dollars still. And look, yeah. Listen, let's let's look. I haven't tried it yet. Let's give it its credit. I, I actually am quite enjoying the smell. It, it is a dessert stout. And um, he said, "Look, Dad and Dave's are good." 
He said he hadn't tried this one before. So he, he wasn't able to say whether it was good or bad. He just said, look, I haven't tasted it. Um, Dad and Dave seem to do all right. I've, I've never had one of their beers before. Um, and this is my first. So uh, Absolutely. Look, look, Tristan, as, as somebody who has had the beer um, and has had a few sips of the beer, I'd recommend that you don't. Um, just spare yourself space. Oh, no, it's too late. He's drinking it. You hate it? I'm, <laughs> I'm guessing you hate it. <laughs> I, I actually can't decide. I was just being a bit of a shithead, but I can't decide whether I love it or hate it. Um, I don't I don't hate it, and I thought I would. Yeah. It's giving me, it's reminding me, because it's, yeah, it's a pastry stout. It's got yep. the, the actual cakey flavors in there, yep. but it reminds me of getting one of those trifles with the cake and the cream and the little yep. sprinkle of chocolate on the top. And uh, often there'd be half a bottle of of some kind of booze poured over it. Yep. And uh, and that's what I'm getting. It's like a real trifly desserty flavor. That's not unpleasant. It's certainly rich. Like I wouldn't want to have too much too much of this. But uh, it's not entirely unpleasant. I thought this the smell was a dead giveaway. I was going to hate this. Uh, the one the the thing I'll say about this beer straight away because I'm I'm confused. I don't know if I love it or hate it. Um. Uh, but it it definitely is what it says on the label. The cake in a can. It's it's black forest gateau pastry stout. It tastes it like a is. tastes like a black forest pastry. It really does. Um, I feel like I would like a shot of this. What I've noticed, especially on the CBC side, is you know the, these dessert stouts or these pastry mm. stouts um, have a different. They've got a, they've got a time and place, right? They're not a beer that you're going to have in the middle of the day. They're not. A, I mean, they might be this these day and age. God, you can have a beer when I, you like. Literally, have mornings where I wake up and I'm like, "That stout would go well now." No, that that's yeah. going down a path I'm not sure I can return from. I'm, I'm rewriting all kinds of life rules right now. <laughs> the day does not really have a start, middle, or end at this point no. in time, so there's no judgment. It's basically like being in an international airport, but for ten weeks. <laughs> exactly. No, look. Uh, so these do these these beers do have a place. Um, I, I still think. Um, you know, when we had some of those one drop, they were just yeah. so sweet, so strong. Um, this is obviously sweet. It is a dessert beer. Um, it, it's mm. supposed to be. It, it is. It says it's liquid cake, so it's yeah. not trying to be anything but. And if you nope. think of it as that, um, this is really. Uh, so far, I'm really enjoying it. I'm, I'm, it's a rainy night outside. I'm with my boys. We're doing a pod. Um, I'm not going to have a piece of cake. Why would I need to? I'm having a stout. It's doing two jobs at once for me. I don't have to eat cake and I don't have to drink a stout. Would I'm you doing... normally eat cake? I try. An entire cake? Sometimes I try to have my cake and eat it too. So <laughs> See, all I'm saying is I, you know, I like a slice of cake and I feel, I, I don't know if this is the case or not. I don't know enough about pastry stouts, pastry stouts or dessert beers or anything like that to be able to say in, in, with any kind of certainty, but this feels like it should be shared with two or three other people, a nice small, yep. like a, yep. like a like an espresso cup or a macchiato cup yep. sized, you know, two or three swallows of of this, and then well, that was dessert. Like you might have a sherry or treat it know, like a, a liqueur a or something like that, or like a liqueur. And yeah, after yeah, spot on. Not a can. This can feels like I'm trying to consume an entire cake right now. Yep. Yep. That's Nothing my wrong with concern. that. Yeah. <laughs> But that's the good. This this is the good thing, you know, that 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 a, that a beer like this exists because now we can have a new riff. Is that you know when when people are really struggling and they don't have any bread, we can say let them drink cake. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look, I I think um, I, I I don't agree. I, I like I I love it, and I and I'd be um like a, a dog goring you away if you want to have. I'm I'm very much looking ex- excited to 
to finishing this whole thing. And if you oh, were going to take finishing half... it, no, I know Don't you will. I know you will. I, but I, yeah. if if you were here saying, "Oh, we're going to share this," I wouldn't want to do that. I would want to take oh, this to okay. myself. So I'm going to do that, and I'm going to enjoy it. Um, and and yeah. So to Dad and Dave's, if you are listening, if you if you are um, part of our, our our community and you're listening, this is. I think we're all enjoying it. We're just enjoying it for different reasons. And, oh, I'm enjoying um... it. <laughs> All right, let's move into our uh, let's move into our um let's move into our new sports section. So our sports section, excitingly, is called "You're Fucking Kidding, Right." And the way it works is Adam, Phil, and I are each gonna pick out something we saw in the sporting world, yep, which should make us go, "You're fucking kidding, right?" Yes. So uh, I'll start. Um, I, was, I was hoping I would start. Adam, you start. Mine, mine's a bit dark, so I'm hoping you guys can rescue me. Okay, uh, okay. On, and- on the on the the other side of this little story. And is it also more of a story than a joke? Is that is that what's <laughs> happening? <laughs> <laughs> Not this time. No, no. This one's completely true. Uh, and here's the thing. I've been watching a lot of horror movies this week. You know, that was always my thing. Love my horror movies. And I found that, you know, my wife falls asleep before I do. It used to be the fact that I would just re-watch the IT crowd again and then, you know, drink that, you know, the rest of that bottle of red and call it a night. But I started getting back into my horror and I've been really enjoying that. I think why this is why this particular story stood out to me. Now, it's a creepy little bit of news out of America and it's football news. And this time it's about the former Miami College football player, Ray Sean Jones, who was arrested this week for a cold case murder of his teammate, 15 years ago. So 15 years after the event, he's just been arrested. Now, the the the, the man that was uh, that was murdered, Brian Patter, was a defensive linesman for the Hurricanes at the Miami College football team. He was heavily tipped to enter the NFL in the next year when he was murdered by Jones in what seems like an act of jealousy. Now, the crazy thing is there was no breakthrough witness or confession. It was just a long, dogged 15-year investigation and a recent ESPN story that helped the case gain momentum again. But he was the creepiest part Back in the day, the killer Jones was featured on a number of tributes and calls for information to the public with one particularly chilling photo which has the entire team kneeling around a big flag with the image of the slain patter and they were all praying together but only Rashawn Jones still has his eyes open as if he was ashamed to even close his eyes considering the guilt he was feeling. It was pretty Whoa. creepy stuff right there, fellas. And uh, yeah, I hope you got something to lighten the mood but I just found that one just... Ooh, just uh, had to bring that up. Oh, that's dark and disturbing. Yeah. You're fucking you, kidding, right? You're fucking <laughs> kidding, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, Tristan, lighten the mood. No, I, I had, uh, well, I'll lighten the mood because the only thing I can think of is because the, the name of the kicker in Ace Ventura Pet Detective, which was also the Miami football team, was Ray Finkel. So I've just got this vision of a cat's fur over the photo, over the, the team photo. Over because you remember the cat fur yep. made the female. Yep. <laughs> so it's yep. like as someone who's the, the the inspector or the investigator in this case somehow saw the cat fur over this murderer and went ah Ray, but obviously it's much more serious than uh, someone who stole the dolphin. No, no, he did <laughs> he did murder someone in 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 Ace Ventura, didn't he? he? Murdered the uh the manager of the team, fell off the balcony. Yeah, yeah, pushed yeah. up, was thrown off the balcony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. no, that is that is significant. And is that become one of those Netflix shows now? You know, they all make it will, it will be. It will yeah, be. like Doctor Death. I'm currently I'm currently uh, two episodes into Doctor Death, starring uh, Joshua Jackson from Dawson's Creek. Um, yeah, but yeah. It's, it was one of those just creepy things because it's like he's there, he's so earnest, and he's you know, if anyone has any inf- any information, please come forward. And there's a whole team gathered around a photo of the guy, and he's just like he did it. He was there and he knew, and it's full. Can we get that? Give me the chills. Can we get that photo up on the Twitter sphere? 
hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, do you think OJ Simpson did it? No, no, he's all right. <laughs> Have you seen Naked Gun? Yeah, you couldn't. I couldn't harm a fly. My fucking kidding, right? Uh, goes to uh, the Geelong. It's be about sports. Yeah, it is the Geelong okay. Supercats. Uh, they blew a forty-four point second half lead to lose the minor premiership. So they were playing the Melbourne Demons. And uh, yeah. they were up, yeah, up by forty-four. I think at one yeah. point, I think they, I think they were up by about thirty-six or thirty-eight at the start of the fourth quarter. And wow. the demons came all the way back, kicking a goal after the final siren to win by three points. Max Gorn, the captain of Melbourne, kicked it, and the difference. I think the difference was it pushed Geelong from first to fourth, and now they'll have to like go on the road and, and I think do an away thing or something like that. It obviously changes their, you know, the chances of them making the grand final. But, I mean, seriously, you've got to be fucking kidding, right? Like to blow a 44-point uh, lead. Uh, two hose, boys. We can switch off. I mean, I don't, I, I mean <laughs> there must have been someone who, like when Melbourne were down by 44 points, went, oh, yeah, 30 to 1. I reckon, I reckon they'll be worth putting a few bucks on that. Someone's out you there. You always think won. that, don't you? Yeah. I always think that. Someone must have done it. Someone's cleverer than I am. Well, some poor prick had them as like, you know, one leg of an 11-way multi and just thought, oh, shit, this game's over. I'll cash out now <laughs> and just save myself a little bit of cash. And then he's just watching the game getting angrier and angrier after that. Yep. So uh, so Geelong, that's that's my... And one extra bonus, you're fucking kidding me, right, is yeah. goes to Cam Smith uh for uh, australian golfer who for duffing it into the water on the first playoff hole this morning uh he had played really good golf all week uh and yeah. he was he went into a playoff with tony Finau, who hadn't won on the pga circuit for um five years they get to the tee of the first playoff hole all you have to do is play like decently because it's a playoff yeah. and just like any of us would do he sits, sits stands up on the tee box hits a drive and it goes whoosh go out to the right <laughs> lands in the water he puts the ball back on the tee it's like fuck what have i done hits it again Wooshka lands in a sad bunker um <laughs> i don't think he even finished the hole because i think they got to the green and i think i think Tony Finau, yeah like Finau yeah. had three putts to win it uh and that little uh that little doohickey cost him a million dollars uh roughly man, uh, yeah man I'm, I'm i'm glad to hear that they do kind of put him out of his misery rather than having to get to the hole because the whole thing with <laughs> golf is like when you're having a rough hole right and you're just like but but i have to keep going mm-hmm. you're like can, can yeah. we just can we just let me give up this has been embarrassing Adzo and i Adzo and i play a lot of uh mario golf and they've yes. got a little forfeit with forfeit button for that very reason. Oh, lovely, <laughs> lovely stuff. Yeah, the, white, uh, yeah. the, 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 the classic French white flag play. Um, so my, your, you've got your fucking kidding right. Um, was actually, I believe, the words spoken during an English Premier League game uh, as Arsenal <laughs> faced off with Chelsea this weekend. Uh, Chelsea having just confirmed the signing of Romelu Lukaku, one of the deadliest strikers in the world, to add to their already ridiculously good front line. And you could just see uh, Holding and Mari walking out onto the field and just seeing uh, Lukaku, who, by the way, is like obsessed with Chelsea. He, he went to Stamford Bridge as a kid on a footballing tour. Uh, there's a video of him as a kid staring out onto the Stanford Bridge pitch saying, oh, wow. I'm coming back here. Huh. 
he he then got a spot with Chelsea like six seven years ago and couldn't quite break through, and he, so he's gone via Everton, Manchester United, and Inter, and now he's back as back at Chelsea as the main man. He's lean, he's hungry, and he's ready to kill everyone. <laughs> and you can just imagine, like already Arsenal facing Chelsea was going to be a tough day out, but those two defenders just see him warming up with that blood and thunder in his eyes, and they're like, "Oh, you got to be oh, fucking shit. kidding me, right?" <laughs> and then, they're, and then they're partway through the game, and meanwhile Chelsea's like, "Oh, I think we might make a couple of subs now. We'll just bring on Champions League winning, uh, you know, N'Golo Kante and uh, and uh, who was the other one? Oh, t- and seventy million pound signing Timo Werner." And they're just <laughs> just a repeating. You're fucking kidding me, right? Over and over and over again. So uh, yeah, it's a good time. It's I think good that time. Um, I think that also applies to Arsenal fans um, because I think what what we're already two weeks in, and I've already seen memes out there. I'm part of this. I'm part of a group that celebrates. There's a Simpsons Arsenal Twitter um, a Twitter feed, <laughs> which, which it's very good. I, I don't even get a lot of the the content, but I get the context. Yep. And um, it, there was one this, this week about how the Arsenal season's already over and we're already two weeks in. So yep. Arsenal fans are already going, you're fucking kidding me, right? Two games, <laughs> zero points. You're fucking kidding me, right? <laughs> Very good, boys. I liked it. That was a nice, succinct, uh, a nice, succinct segment. Beautiful. Anything yeah. else? Uh, yeah. Let's let's uh, let's continue that. Um, all right. Let's go back to our, let's go back to our beers. We, we, as we said, we're drinking the Black Forest Gateau Pastry Stout. From Dad and Dave's, we've had a bit more time to uh, enjoy it. Or we've talked sports, or we've drunk our stout. Are you boys yep. feeling the same that you be- that you felt at the beginning, or is it? Well, let me let me let me let me tell you this, and this is something that I've mentioned a couple of times now. Is that when I have a really rich craft beer, I, and you've mentioned this as well, I will quite comfortably nurse it for most of the night. Yeah, I'll sit and sip. I'm in no rush to have this beer. Yeah, but I'm really, I really am enjoying it. But it's yep. not something I could just. If someone's like, "Hey, finish up, man. We've got to rock and roll," I'd be like, "Well, I guess I'm putting it in the fridge with a bit of Glad wrap over the top because I can't <laughs> just pound this drink." That's a good but way of describing these beers. Yeah, it's, it's very nice. It's very yeah. nice. I'm looking forward to enjoying it over the course of the uh, the hour as we as we you know go through the pod and uh, yeah, keep at it. I like Rating. the I like the description of I love the description of beers. We can differentiate beers between would you scull it or would you Glad wrap fridge it. That's a nice yep. way of, uh, of of categorizing them. And how much Glad Wrap would you use? Um, <laughs> we should change our, our beard rating to Glad Wrap rating. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So how many Glad Wraps out of five, Adzo? <laughs> four, four Glads. Four Glads. Wow. That's, yeah, really, that's, that's yeah. pretty solid. That's pretty solid. Yeah. Phil, what do you reckon? Uh, look, um, this would get a three and a half for me if it was a little liqueur pour. It gets about a two and a half having to get through the whole can. Yeah, um, okay. So she lands it at three in total for me. Okay. It's good. It's it's nice, and as a liqueur, it's good. Um, but oh man, it's it's going to be a struggle to get through this whole thing. Also, if you're going to serve this up to guests, just a word of warning: when you open it, just tell them all. Just guys, wait, wait yep. till you try it. Don't form any opinions. Just now. just let them know it's a blue cheese situation because <laughs> <laughs> that first whiff can really slap you across the face. <laughs> That's okay. Just you know, give it a chance. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm 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 getting the full Black Forest treatment. Um, as I said, it's this is. It's in a nice glass. I'm uh, I'm enjoying the sound of the rain on the window and the roof while I'm while I'm enjoying this down down my throat. Um, mm. I'm getting those those chocolate malts. I'm getting those cherries. I'm getting that vanilla. Um, it's doing exactly what uh, what it said it would, and um, I think it's doing it well. So I'm giving it a. I'm also going to give it a four. Um, yeah. I think that the stout market. There's so many good ones out there, and 
Um, I did have uh, last week. I had the Bad Shepherd Sticky Date Stout, which mm. was, you know, it's funny. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful tasting beverage, but it was almost it was almost so butterscotchy that it didn't actually taste like a stout at all. I drank it uh, in less yeah. than ten minutes. I drank <laughs> it so quickly. It's almost like I um. You know, you may as well just have something sweet and non-stouty at all if you're going to go down that stage. So it was beautiful, but it wasn't. It didn't taste like a full-on stout to me. Okay. Um, whereas this definitely the stout comes through. Yeah. Uh, but the 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 cake is there. Um, so thank you, Dad and Dave. So we don't know the story of Dad and Dave. That might be something for us to look into for a future app. But uh, thank you for the delicious beer. And um, yeah, we'll be back. And honestly, yeah. start producing this in a port bottle with a cork. I can stick back into it, and uh, I'll People have a little. Love it. I'll have a little dram yeah. of that every night after dinner. So yeah, with uh, you, Phil. just cool. uh, just needs to be needs, needs to be what it is. Good stuff, nice boys. Kids. All right, um, all right. Let's move on to uh, our new sag- segment. Bad week to be. All right, so welcome to our new TBA replacement segment. It's called Bad Week to Be. Um, it's pretty simple. Um, it's basically the TBA wrap, but with a nice little hook line. And it goes <laughs> a little something like this. I'll start. It's Please. a bad week to be state premiers. And Phil, <laughs> you uh, you kind of brought this up at the beginning of the pod, so I didn't want to say anything. But yep. it's a bad week to be state premiers because Scott Morrison has indicated that you soon will be obsolete again. And I want to go back to that sweet, sweet time when we didn't have a fucking clue who our state premiers were. I couldn't oh, yeah. tell you <laughs> who was what. If someone said Gladys Berejiklian, let alone pronounce her name correctly. Yeah. Um, let alone other states that aren't yeah. even associated with you. I think it's Steve Marshall is is South Australia. There Mark is no, McGowan. There is Why do no I even know that? Reason that someone living in Sydney should know who Mark McGowan or Steve Marshall <laughs> are, but somehow we do. And yeah. as much as Scott Morrison has fucked up the vaccine rollout, and he has, and his government has, there's no doubt about that in my mind. Hearing him say today or yesterday or whenever the fuck it was, because we're in lockdown, so it doesn't really matter anymore, that states have to come to the party. Like, this is just what's happening. Uh, And and I guess I feel feel a little bit thankful that we're in New South Wales because I feel like Gladys is on the same page as him. I think it it might be quite confrontational moving forward with other states, you know, not looking to any particular states, but maybe one further up north where they disagree with that position. But it was was a bit of a relief. In Tristan's life, where he didn't even know who Anastasia Palaszczuk was, let alone mm-hmm. how to pronounce her name. But I like <laughs> that they were good days. They were but good I like that to Tristan, even to this day, she's almost like Voldemort. He just, you know, she who cannot be named yeah. up, up, up north in <laughs> up that north state lady. up north that, that shall not also be named. Um, well, I was also channeling, uh, what's his name? Was it Jimmy Reese from last week? You know, him oh, doing yeah. his nice. little videos, nice. looking up north. Um, so no, it was a relief for, to hear that and hoping that we can find this balance between the fact that we need to move on with our lives, but we also need to, to try and still minimize the COVID and its impact. But we have to also realize that it's here and we literally cannot stop everything for the rest of our lives because it's going to be here for a very, very long time. 
And in fact, um, it's so clear that that's the case that you and I almost had the same thing for this segment, Tristan, which is for me, uh, it's a bad week to be a COVID zero strategy. Because Delta Delta has burst You're your bubble, motherfucker. No. 100%. Oh, we'll go to COVID zero. You know, meanwhile, Melbourne's just like, oh, shit. Actually, this Delta thing's actually pretty hard to keep keep in the bottle. Just keeps getting yeah. out. And even New Zealand yeah. was like, we've got one case. Let's lock down. And now they got 100. Um, so in a weird way, it may have come at the right time for a bit of a wake-up call that we can't hide down here forever um, from reality, nature, and the world. So, um, yeah, it's... You know, I almost thought to myself, I'll make Scott Morrison the 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 hero of the week, but I just couldn't bring myself to do that because he would have struggled to beat Daryl Summers because <laughs> exactly because he's literally <laughs> fucked up everything else, absolutely everything else. That man does nothing ever, but sometimes that's a good thing. Well, I was going to say um, to tie sometimes it into that works out for the best to tie it into Scott Morrison. I was going to say it's a bad week also to be Scott Morrison. And I'm not talking about Scott Morrison, the Prime Minister. I'm talking about Scott Morrison, Scott Morrison, the new Perth Wildcats NBL head coach. Oh no, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oh, that poor bastard. He's Canadian. He's Canadian. I think he arrived. What has he walked into? Um, last night, yesterday, I think he arrived. Yeah. So he's in. He's yep. in 14 day quarantine. Yeah. And um, and he's already. <laughs> I wonder if someone told him that before he left. So just so you know, it's like they get the job. Is there anything I shall I should know about the country? Uh no, no, no. Here's your bags. Enjoy your flight and just land. <laughs> and now, uh, and now he shares the name with our our, our um, illustrious I PM. Honestly, feel that there should now be a Twitter account called Things Scott Morrison <laughs> is doing, and it's just following this coach. <laughs> and, and so but it's reporting on things scott morrison is doing and i really hope that coach is like super inappropriate like he's going to like brothels and stuff um 100 like, just 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 getting up to all sorts of mischief so we can see those tweets and see everybody getting worked <laughs> up and confused <laughs> very good yeah but uh can i jump in yeah we're not the yeah, alpha males of the group and and hopefully <laughs> and hopefully with some original content because the two of us clearly <laughs> we're just on the same page bro that's all we're on the same page look i also think it's uh it's a bad week to be a sitcom star mm-hmm. now tristan we've talked about this with you you've you've said you know your top favorite sitcoms you know your seinfeld your curb your veep phil what's your top sitcom what would you say if you had to just pluck one out of the Ooh. or even just one in the top five community community okay yeah. so uh Say, uh, say Chevy Chase. Yep, lost all of his money, blew it away on uh, on on drugs, on bad financial decisions, and on Ponzi schemes. And, uh, and so, in other say, words, Chevy Chase. Chevy. And <laughs> uh, say, say Larry David lost all of his money. You know, with, with Bernie Madoff and, and whatever it is, he's lost it all. He's broke. Would you give him a hundred dollars if he set up a GoFundMe asking Ooh. for more money back? Because that is the situation with Brett Butler, the star from 90s crack hit Grace Under Fire, worth $35 million in her heyday. She has lost all of her money on frivolous spending, drugs and Ponzi schemes. She's now broke, facing eviction, and has set up a GoFundMe page asking fans for money. She started with an original goal of $10,000. She surpassed that and then quickly upped the goal to twenty grand. Now donations currently sit at thirty eight thousand US dollars. I have to ask, would you? Oof. Also, I'm hearing that she's got things like she's still got a horse, but she doesn't really want to get rid of the horse because she <laughs> loves the horse. And 
You know, look, rent's not cheap in her Malibu apartment. But um, <laughs> look, Adzo, I think it's okay. I don't think she needs to ask for any more money because I heard she uh, she put she put all that money down as a thirty to one punt on the uh, on the cats losing when they were forty four up, <laughs> and uh, she's minted wow. now. No problem, yeah, yeah, no yeah. problem at all. Um, but that's yeah, that's that's out there. And uh, I'm trying to think to myself. I'm like, would I? I do love community. You know what it would be. I love community because of Dan Harmon. And if yeah. Dan Harmon was on hard times and he put up a Kickstarter, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I that think man a lot has of people brought me a lot like, of joy. I would I would be proud to know that, you know, someone that I idolize yes. was 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 gonna take fifty bucks of my money and go even if he threw it up his nose, I don't care. <laughs> Say, you know, Stephen King or, you know... Uh, you send him a $50 note with a note on it saying four nose beers? He, he's been hit by another car. He, he didn't he didn't have his health insurance. He needed some money. I send him 50 bucks and, uh, you know, he throws it on the pile. Whatever it is, I'd just be happy knowing that it was. So I get that. I get that. But I, I do find it a little bit rich that you can, you can be worth $35 million. You can just blow it all down to zero and then read it as quick as you like, put your hand out for your fans to put you back up on top again. Surely somewhere along the way you've networked yourself enough to be able to live at, you know, some Hollywood executives flat for uh, for four weeks while you go get yourself a job at Burger King. Do you reckon we'd be able to do that with our fans, boys? <laughs> yeah, I reckon we might. I reckon we'd probably be able to crack a little bit of dosh. I reckon I they'd probably sling us, weeks, a, I reckon. They'd sling us a nose beer or two. <laughs> Ah, uh, listen. If it was Julia, <laughs> if it was my precious Julia, maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah, it's Julia, dude. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you be like, oh God? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't That's you I, of course I would. Would of you put your head on the yeah. pillow and go? You know what? I, I gave Julia that. I <laughs> I put that. <laughs> I put that joint in her mouth tonight. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That gives you all the warm fuzzies and tinglies, you know what it, I mean? Look, it, it yeah. does, and it also makes me uncomfortable that Tristan feels the same way about Julia Louise Dreyfus as I do about Dan Harmon. Um, so because you want to I put know, your joint in his cause, mouth because I know because I know <laughs> Tristan. I know Tristan has some other feelings wrapped up in that one that go beyond <laughs> just liking the person. So uh, you know, uh, nice. Uh, not yet. Yeah, look, it is a bad. It is a bad week to be uh, to be Grace Under Fire Starlet. What's her name again? Brett Butler. Brett Butler. I know. Yeah, that's it. Life was conspiring against her from day one. I was going to say, maybe the money is to change her name. Uh, (laughs) But yeah. Scott Martin. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Nice work, Adzo. Another news. um, Afghanistan fell. Terrible. Yeah. Um, It's also (laughs) a bad week to be uh, stonehearted because the Paralympics are on and. if you don't shed a tear in some of those Channel 7 side stories, you're a monster, I reckon. Well, all, all jokes about we'll talk about them when they get to it aside, um, it's awesome and get in. Get it's in. Gonna be, it's going to be I great. I say bring it on. And that great yeah. that great little meme that you sent where everyone was switching off the Channel 7 Plus app, yeah. I'm bringing it back on, it baby. Back on. Back on. <laughs> For two more precious weeks, the Channel 7 Plus. I don't recall saying good luck. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, speaking of um, speaking of not doing anything, um, not watching television. Let's talk about books. We don't talk about books a lot on this show. Um, so let's go into um, what did I call this segment? It was something witty. I think we called it dad joke of the week. <laughs> no, we're I, believe, I believe it. it's called nerd. Nerd. All right. Let's move into our our hero segment, which is uh, which is all about books and um, what we wish we'd read. Look 
All right, welcome back to our final segment. But uh, the boys have told me that they've got dad jokes and we didn't bring them up. So, Adam, go. Okay, because this segment is based on books, yep. I've got, got a couple of literary dad jokes. Now, you'll be familiar with the, the famous image of William Shakespeare writing his plays. You know, he's got his quill in his hand. He's there in his big notepad. Well, it turns <laughs> out he was the first writer to really popularize quill use. Before then, everyone was using pencils. It's 100% true. Shakespeare hated using pencils because he was always confused about which one to use. You know, do you use the 2B or not to be? <laughs> you know, like you the moment, Thank the, you. moment that that, great. the moment that Adzo started talking, I immediately regretted advocating for bringing the segment <laughs> in because I was like, oh, this is going to go for a while. Um, and that regret did not fade one bit, Adzo, not one that bit at any point. Awesome. It's just well a si- side story because this, this bit actually is true. I got concussion when I was a kid. I was hit in the head by a copy of the complete works of William Shakespeare, this big fucking book. I had slipped off a wonky ledge that was above my desk, landed me, uh, landed right on my head and gave me a concussion. I guess I only had my shelf to blame. <laughs> better. <laughs> better. Uh, Marginally better. Marginally better. <laughs> Excellent. Well, um, Excellent. You boys might not know this, but it's been months now. You know, like Australia Post is so delayed. I don't know what the fuck's going on with COVID. Like I've ordered a whole bunch of stuff and it's just not arriving. Like it's yeah, just it's sitting true. there in the center. And it's been months since I bought the book, How to Scam People Online. And it just, it's just been months. It hasn't shown up. <laughs> Good work, boys. That's right. Well done, um, And I've got, a non, I've got a non-book one, although it's part of Arthurian legend. Which one of King Arthur's knights built the round table? Circumference. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. You were flying today, dude, but a That's little right. too close to the sun. 100%. <laughs> Just call me right. Icarus, baby. Call me Icarus. <laughs> All right. We are counting down our our top three <laughs> books we wish we'd read. Please stop. Uh, um, please stop. Um, just like all of our hero segments, you know, this could go anywhere. Um, so why don't I start? Yeah, sure. I'll start off with my – well, I kind of rev- – I actually split my um, – my, my, the way I was doing this about halfway through. So this isn't a book that I wish. This is actually a book that I did read. Um, and it's the only time I've ever really been able to com- – it's the first memory I have of comparing a book to a movie. Um, okay. And I talk about the classic Jurassic Park by Michael oh, yeah. Crichton. Michael Crichton. Yeah. Fabulous. Now, I watched the movie uh, as we all did. It was yeah. still one of the greatest movies of all time, particularly for our generation. Um, and but the was, kids that were switched around. They were switched around. But what was the huge difference was that how gory the, bo- the book was. The, the oh, book, yeah. You know, described um, the deaths in glorious Particularly detail. Nedry's death. Nedry's death. Nedry's death was absolutely, like, horrific. I think he's I think he Blinded feels, with the spit and then it feels the dinosaurs start eating him from the stomach out. From the stomach like, oh, out. Oh, Jesus. And he can, he, he, this shock when he feels, he thinks he's felt something, like, warm. He realizes his own, like, lower intestine. Jesus. He's pulling it out. And I'm thinking <laughs> about this movie, which I watched, which, which clearly blurred a lot of the blood um, and the gore. Uh, it was the first time I'd ever sort of gone how how much books and, and movies can differ um, yeah. and how much I actually think I, I – it's hard to say. I love the movies and still do love the movie. I'm not going to get into the later ones, but love the movie. and um, But I also love the book. 
So uh, going against everything I just said about what this segment is about, I just have to throw it in there because it was pivotal for me. But okay. if you haven't read the book, give it a read because it is a, it's a different approach and it's a fun time. It's a fun so of time. The, of the top three books you wish you'd read, number three is a book which you've read and enjoyed. Exactly. <laughs> Moving on to and, you, Adzo. And this up. is your segment idea. <laughs> you came up with it, you stupid shit. Adzo, go. Number three. All right, I'm gonna go. Then this is this is legit. Shantaram. Mm-hmm. All right, Shantaram. Mm-hmm. It's about it's about 19 inches thick. It's mm-hmm. the story of a convicted Australian bank robber and heroin addict who escapes from Pentridge Prison, flees to India. I think everyone who travels to India is supposed to have read that. The novel is commended by many for its vivid portrayal of life in Bombay in the early to late 80s. Great. First of all, it's so enormous that it takes up about 15% of my total bookshelf. I can't throw it away because I haven't read it and it cost me about 45 bucks and I have no fucking intention of ever reading it because despite so many people loving it, I got into a drunken conversation with this girl one time who hated it and she convinced me to never bother giving it a go. So I wish I'd read it so I could move it out of my life. 100%. But I won't, I haven't, and so it will live on my bookshelf forever. I feel like that book is the uh, great pick, by the way. And I feel like that book is almost the eat, pray, love of maybe a decade earlier. I, I don't really know the timelines, but I felt like when we were traveling. Yeah, Shantaram was around 2000s, I think. I got it for a book club book. Yes. But yeah. And I felt like when I was doing a lot of traveling, backpacking, doing all that stuff, people had that yeah. book. It was a travel book. And people, you know, um, and, and I there were three. I, there were three essential India books. There was White Tiger, Fine Balance, and Shantaram. And I loved White Tiger and Fine Balance. They're both great. I know you read White Tiger because I convinced you to read it. But White um, Tiger was 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 small was compared quite small. to this book. Easy this book reading. was like a, a, yeah. this book's a journey. It's, it's a load bearing book in my house. Is, so it's is, holding up my west wall. Is White <laughs> Tiger the one? Is 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 that the taxi driver? The the Netflix series. Um, yes. Netflix movie. And it's actually the Netflix movie is pretty good. It's a great yeah. fucking movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I, but you 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 put forward a really interesting proposition, Adzo, which is there's certain books because Shantaram is on my bookshelf as well, and I've never read it. <laughs> there's certain books that sit in a purgatory between not throwing them out but not reading them either. Yeah. And every time you go to clear things out, you're like, oh, I'll probably read it at some point. True, um, yeah. but then you never do, and so it just sits in there. It's like book purgatory. So that book, well, it's clearly that that's what that that's. That's what that's, that's what for. the book's for. Like, exactly, <laughs> it's a load bearing book. Is that it's, it's it's the same with the Silmarillion, and that's not this one isn't in my list. Yes, but uh, I, I will never read that. No, I've yeah. got the, the the other Tolkien book. I was like, I'm never going to read that. It's a, it's a, it's enormous. Yeah, well, Great absolutely. Poetry. And the Great best pick. part, and the best part is that just rolls me into my number three, which is in fact Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! And I love the movies, love them, and I love The Hobbit. But it's just yeah. every time I get to the actual books, Lord of the Rings is just a few too many pages describing scenery, and yeah. I just fall asleep. And I, okay. I, Tolkien's world building is amazing, and like Hobbit was, it flowed enough. But Lord of the Rings, just for whatever reason, it basically hits my sleep button, so I can never What's quite get Hobbit's through. It's about ninety pages long, isn't yeah. it? You can read it in an evening. Did they turn it into three oh, it's, movies? It's longer than that, but it's still like you through it in a few days. Hobbit, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But and funny because. And it's just yeah. easier reading. It's it's got a jolliness to it um, that 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 the Lord of the Rings books don't have. So I've only ever really gotten about halfway through the first book. Interesting. Um, and it's just a bit much for me, which I just know is a literary atrocity, um, especially given that I love the movies and always have. But mm. um, yeah, 
That's just, where I'm coming from. I loved the it. movies. I watched that first. I actually watched the first movie three times in the cinema. Yep. It's one of very few movies I've done that. Yep. And uh, I went out and got the trilogy. And I it was one of those books that kept me up at night. Yep. I would I would not be able to sleep. I just uh, one more chapter, mm, one more chapter, mm. three in the morning, four in the morning, one more chapter, one more chapter. Yeah. This is in my twenties when you can still do that. Yeah. Mm. Um, nowadays, no fucking chance. But yeah, I would still recommend give it a, give it another go. It's really yep. good. Yeah. But the other benefit was I'd only seen the first movie, so I didn't really know what was coming. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. to me, reading the books was like, well, now I'm going to know the whole story before people that want to watch the movies are going to know it. And that yeah. was also spurring me on as well. Yeah, fantastic. Nice, nice pick. That was my A good pick. That was my number one, actually. And, oh, really? um, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to, that's okay. I've got a few aces up my sleeve, so I'm going to substitute <laughs> out. Um, I'm going to bring, so I'm going to lock that out. I'm going to yes. move my number two into number one. Um, just briefly to talk about Lord of the Rings, the reason why I had it was because uh, those movies, um, everyone talked about how good the books were and I just had FOMO. And I also like, I realized like the the, the movies were so epic and they were fun and the, the plot was good. I, I really felt like really wish I'd just been in the corner of some dark room yeah. just reading these books and going on this yeah. journey in my own yeah. head. In a, in, a, in a tavern like the like the prancing yes, pony, exactly. Um, you know, <laughs> exactly. with, a, with, a, with a fucking pipe, you yep. know, all of that yeah. stuff. <laughs> yep. 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 No, a leather bound tome. That's it. That's yeah. it. So that means I'll move my number two to number yeah, post one. Post shuffle, right. what do you got? All right, Carry so I'll one. substitute in and I'm just going to go in there with the Bible. Um, oh, yeah. I'm going to go with the Bible, either the New or the Old Testament, simply because uh, it, it means I could, you know, when people have, all of those religious arguments and you just feel like you want to go and tell them that they're idiots or that they're saying yeah. something wrong or that you can just sound awesome because you know it all. Um, I would love to, to have just read the whole thing and gone, yeah, but it doesn't actually say that in there. I have to base when I go against what other people say on things I either look on the internet or what Adzo tells me. And I wish <laughs> I, I wish I knew for, my, for a fact what's in there and what isn't so I could distinguish the bullshit. Look, it's an interesting read, and there are some positive messages to come out of the Bible. I'm not going to lie to you; I'm not I'm not a religious person, but you know, there's some positivity there. There's also a lot, whole lot of bullshit as well. But funnily enough, most people that that will try to tell you lessons from the Bible haven't read it either. That's the thing. Mm. The Bible's one of those books that a lot of people say they've read mm. and haven't. The number one book when it comes to uh, books people say they've read but haven't. 1984 by George Orwell. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will just randomly say, oh, yeah, I've yeah. read it because they know a little bit about the story, a little yeah. bit about, about Big Brother. The number two book is the Bible. People say they read it. They haven't. They haven't read like past the stories. And you know what I really like about Tristan getting all of his Bible stories from Adzo is that Adzo is the only person who can tell a story longer than the fucking Bible. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, um, you, know what, you know what's nice about... Um, <laughs> I think you're, you're slightly I've wrong there. I've never wind-up joke from a, wind up from a knock-knock joke before, but Phil finds a way. Adzo, so you're not 100% accurate with 1984. I don't think people necessarily say that they've read 1984. They just like to say, oh, this is 1984 or 1984 much. People don't know what that means, but whenever there's no, this feeling there was, of like... There's been a study that there's people, always this people feeling of like, say they have read it, but in fact, when, when sure. pressed further, they haven't. But there's always yep. this feeling of like whenever there's Big Brother or something's going on where they feel like government is watching us or whatever, yeah. everyone always just goes, oh, 1984. It's like, you haven't read this book. Yep. You don't know what you're talking about. You get the gist of it because you probably read you a read summary. It? Although I can, I yeah. Have you read it, T Man? Have you read it, T Man? I've read it. Yeah, absolutely. What's the name of the main character? Mm-mm. George Orwell, <laughs> dude. George Orwell. 
Yeah. Um, and and I can assure you, Tristan, even if they haven't read it, as somebody who has read both 1984 and Animal Farm a couple of times yeah. over, we're fucking living it, baby. Yeah. Strap in. So you're allowed to say it. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't even remember whose order it is anymore. Adzo, is it your number two? Yeah. Uh, my number two. Uh, I'm going with June. Or the June yeah, series, the main June book. Oh, great. I, don't know how, I don't know how I missed it. It yep. was my dad's favorite series of books when I was growing up. They were sitting on every freaking bookshelf in the house. Instead, what do I pick up? Misery by Stephen King at 10 years of age. And that set the new course of my life. But June, you know, I even loved the 1984 David Lynch movie. I played the strategy games on my PC in my teens. And I never once read a single word of the Frank Herbert novels. But now there's a new movie coming out. Maybe I'll see if I can try and tick this one off. Yeah, there is a new movie coming out and looks awesome. And I want to watch it. does it. look really good. Yeah. yeah. The new movie looks amazing. Yeah. Have you guys read it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah quite <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> What's the main character, Tristan? Yeah, George, George Orwell. Orwell. <laughs> you, you would... If you if if you if you truly read Dune, you'd know that the main character is the spice. Yeah. Um, is it? N- not really, but yes. Sort of. It's the big worm. Yeah. Wormy McWorm face. <laughs> Wormy McWorm face. Yeah. But they're all flying like over the spice. No, and June was June was one of those uh, was always in the library and always just had this awesome cover. And I always just wanted to read yeah, it. It was like, another one of those big books and I was just like, a I'm giant never gonna worm read it. in the desert. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got exciting names like House Atreides and House Harkonnen. And I didn't know that from this real time strategy games. Haven't read a word of it. <laughs> well, and, and just the the idea that they created the like the the galaxy's greatest army by basically having a prison planet and those who survive on it in amongst yeah. all the roughest people in the world become the warriors that sort of serve in this army was was uh was a pretty cool concept and and i do have to wonder if that's a crossover with uh with the excellent late 90s early 2000s movie the one with jet lee uh where Another he's dumped where the last where the last version of him is dumped onto a prison planet and i'm like is this what makes dune is that how <laughs> movies work <laughs> Is that an atrocity to the name of the people who created Dune? Yes, it is. But is Jet Li amazing? Yes. Yeah, How did we right. get here? I don't know. But from Jet Li to, to <laughs> Bruce Lee and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Because uh, one of the fascinating things about this is this is one of the first cases or one of the rare cases, I should say, of a book that was written after the movie. Oh, this is Tarantino wrote Tarantino this. wrote the book after yeah. the movie to flesh it out a lot further. And uh, yeah. I've been, it, it's been on my list, but every time I, I, you know, I've got the memory and attention span of fuck goldfish these days. So every time I think to myself, I should order that book. Mm. I, um, you know, I go towards my computer and go, Ooh, shiny. And then, you know, order something <laughs> else. <laughs> I was listening to a Tarantino podcast uh, the other day. I'm not sure how old it was, mm. but mm. it was, you know, uh, he was talking about the fact that he was writing, once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the book. And I'm like, oh, I loved that movie. I would definitely yes. read that book. But yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I, that's, uh, that actually kind of ties ni- nicely into my number one in a way. Get get kind of sort of on the same level here. Because my number one is uh, is uh, A Song of Ice and Fire by uh, John oh, yeah. Oh, Martin. Yeah. yeah. At least yeah. The, the, the series of books. And... Yeah. The reason for that is because uh, a friend of mine who I used to work with had read all of the books before the show, you know, at least the books that were out before the shows yep. had come out. Yeah, yeah. And she loved them, loved yep. them, and also really loved the series, right? Um, and I suppose, again, it was similar to Lord of the Rings. It was I was enjoying this visual journey that the, the TV series was giving us. 
but I knew that, you know, just like, you know, when you read a really good engrossing book and you just, you know, you cannot put it down. I don't, I don't think, I don't think a good movie, like amazing movie can match the brilliance of an amazing book. I think when you really get stuck into one, that level of, you know, depth that you go into and just Mm -hmm. that lost world that you go into, it's, it's hard to match that. So I imagine that with that universe, with that, uh, um, Game of Thrones universe that he mm. would have created in those books must be incredible. And probably it's wishful thinking. I actually don't know. I might be wrong about this, but I don't think like the books, the books didn't go past the series, right? Like the series. No, no, the, the shark, series right? ran out of material. And so that's why material, they fucked it up. And that's when it got really bad. Yes. And here's the thing. I read the first book and was really, really enjoyed it, but I'd been watching the show at the same time. And I decided that I'm going to just follow the show instead. Yeah. I'm enjoying the show so much, I won't ruin it with the books. You know, some people are like, don't watch the movie until you read the books. I did the flip of that. Yeah. But remember how good that show was? Yeah. The first four seasons? Yeah. How amazingly good that show was. Like, no yeah. one could had ever experienced a show like this. And then, yeah, they ran out of source material and just fucked it all up. Fucked it and all up. Such a shame. But he still hasn't finished it. He still hasn't but, released it. So and that's the tie into since. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I just hope that now that the show's done... He'll go out there and he'll if he writes a book that continues on from a it's not point continuing his, on. It's the story. It's the same story, just with more more detail. But with he'll probably do something that will make it good again, right? Hopefully, like no, I'm I'm, I'm he with won't you. have the, a dragon like burning the throne. Oh, you're down. talking about George R. Martin, not yeah. Quentin, Quentin Tarantino. Oh no, no, I'm talking about George yeah. R. Martin. He's, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's talking about books coming out later, but but yeah. it is a perfect indication when you consider it's like. So how good are the books? Like we, I haven't read the books either, and I and, and it is something that would be, I, I think, would they be an awesome read when you consider what happened to the show when they ran out of book material. Correct. So it's yeah. just like this is how good the books must be. And yeah. I actually, when Game of Thrones was capturing the public consciousness, I was remembering back to like uh, 15 years ago or, or whatever when I was running a bar in Brisbane and one of the chefs that would come in every night was reading this book and he was telling he's like this 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 fucking author man like this world like yeah. I remember he, he was he was there talking to me he's like it's like I'm in the first book and they just killed the main character like <laughs> mad <laughs> kind of thing and I was like oh man like that's that book um yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah I'd hopefully CGI improves enough um by the time he's finished the book, that they can go back and do a reboot do of the final season um, <laughs> yeah. and just age the actors down with CGI, um, so I that it's not will. so that it's not a complete crap yeah. pile. But um, I think they will. Yeah. Well, that's my yes. Yeah, so that's my number. That's probably my number one at this stage. Okay, uh, yeah. I think it's me. Uh, my number one book, Life of Pi. Ah, oh, yeah. I've read and it. Here's the thing. I tell. Yeah, I, I know you have because yeah. I recommended it to you because I tell people I've read Life of Pi. And I've only ever actually seen the movie. It was a book assigned to me for my book club. People have often told me that I would really enjoy it. I actually own two copies of it here for some reason. From what I understand, it's quirky, it's adventurous, it's interesting. I wouldn't know though. In fact, I haven't even seen the movie. That's another thing I lie about as well. (laughs) Apparently, and Tristan, I know you've read it. I think you read it on a trip once and you told me the book was great because I told you to read it. Because I said that I'd read it, and I'm sorry. Wow! I have no goddamn clue if it was any good. Wow. I never got past page one. Uh, and has anyone ever had this thing? I think we were ever had that thing where they, yeah, yeah. I, I, I where, they, where they've lied enough. They've actually recommended it to you. Don't even, you don't even know. You never even read it. I just, I never read it. I just love this story because 
um, one, like two reasons really. One, it indicates like you've got to have a real hate on for a book to have two copies in your house and you're still like, fuck <laughs> you, I'm not reading you. And then secondly is we now know what Adzo's lying style is, which is double down. He hasn't even <laughs> seen the movie and somebody says, have you seen the movie? And you're like, the movie? You should read the book. <laughs> Yeah. I like the fact that Adazo plays the long game. This is a joke he's had on me for the past yeah. 15 years. Oh, he's, just been, he's, coming, he's, he's just been good. waiting for the podcast I think to come there was along another, to fuck with you. I think there was another book that I suggested to you that I hadn't read, either Catch-22 or Fahrenheit 451, but I haven't read either of those. So yeah. if you've read either of those, at my suggestion, no idea. No, I, I, I have read Catch-22. Uh, my yeah. mum got it for me and it was a bloody awesome book. I a lot of the time I couldn't fully understand what was going on because it's so uh, tongue-in-cheek and catch-22-like, yeah. but uh, it was a great read. If I, if you were mm. to tell, if I was to tell you, if someone asked me what's the book about, I'd probably be like, I don't know, some people were at war and it was all about the you know hypocrisy of war and stuff like that, but I don't really understand it anymore. Um, but no, I yeah, Life of Pi was great and that was a, that was a, a book which I... I Particularly enjoyed more than the movie. Uh, the movie was good, and, but yeah, uh, and you read it while we travelled. I don't so know I remember, something uh, about a tiger. I was worried in the you'd ocean. try to start a conversation about it, and I'd be yeah, like, "It was a tiger." <laughs> yeah, in the ocean. yeah, there's a tiger on the boat, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Anyway, I got to go over there. That's <laughs> right. Son of a bitch. Just change. Just change. so you, please. son of a bitch. He's done it. <laughs> Uh, all right, nice pick, Phil. Give us your number one. Wrap this baby up. For me, it's a it's an entire category, which is basically anything old lit like old literature, right? So things oh, yeah. like Dickens and whatnot. Yeah, good call. Like, you good sound call. so smart if you've read yeah. Dickens. Great call. And mm. I, I just never did. I was never yep. interested. I'm yep. sure I'd be a lot smarter if I had. I'm sure I'd understand a lot more about the industrialization era of England. Yeah. But uh, just couldn't <laughs> be fucked. We'll never know. Just couldn't be yeah, fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? 100%, but you sound 100%. so smart if you could talk about it in depth in a, in a conversation. So, yeah. uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Christmas Does that mean Carol, I'm going to go and read it? No. Uh, Frankenstein. Yeah, great, <laughs> great expectations. Uh, great expectations. Little women. Yeah. But what uh, of um, Tiny Tim, sir? He and his no. ukulele will go wanting. <laughs> <laughs> Three Musketeers. All those books, which yeah, I'm sure are good. fantastic, right. but yeah. I just know in my lifetime I never will. And I will only ever understand them through the lens of Family Guy references. I know. <laughs> I know. I do feel like I've got, I've never read them, but I feel like they're probably in my, I, you know, I kind of always reserve them for my kids, which is the Harry Potter series. I never watched, yeah. read any oh, of the, yeah. I haven't never, never read or watched. Read or yeah. watched. Yeah. I, and, and I represented Universal Studios and Harry Potter World for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I, but I played, I did the opposite of, of Adzo. I, I was quite, I proudly announced how I was going to the opening of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and could not tell you one Jelly. character. And I would tell <laughs> like journalists and travel industry peeps and they'd just look at me like with death death eyes. Yeah. Just go, how dare you have this role, sir? I'm I like, remember, I don't know. I, I remember go being at something. Gate 7 and you hey, had a paycheck. Fucking, paycheck. You, you had your own you had your own <laughs> fucking Harry Potter wand and I'm and I you're did. like, I don't even I don't even know who that character is and I'm like, I might murder you, Tristan. Yeah. <laughs> I might murder have, you read, you. have you read the Harry Potter books? Of course I have. Oh, he's, he's 10 years younger than us. Of yeah. course he has. Did you love them? I loved them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was right on my demographic. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Do you remember as a Chappie, you and I flying yeah. back from Thailand? Chappie, yeah. we got on the plane. He just got, I think it was the, I don't know if it was he the first He bought it the day of release, yeah. the final book. And that. And then we're we're watching um, uh, Notting Hill, Hill again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's just just reading. He wouldn't Classic even drink with it. Classic bro flick. reading. <laughs> 
Do you love the fact that Adzo and I just said that at exactly the same time? There wasn't even a look at each other's eyes you just knew. straight away. You knew. We know what movie we watch when we're on a plane together. Is it's always your, not is, a kill. Is that movie your Paris? <laughs> well, at least we'll always 100%. A little bit. 100%. A little bit. Yep. Yep. Um, so shout out to, um, I don't know, book people, librarians. Yeah. Um, Bookies. The libraries. Shout out to libraries. I will say. Shout out to the books, trees that gave us the paper. You know what? When you um, when you have kids, um, and uh, Adzo and Millie gets of age, you will start to appreciate libraries again. We, I went through a big phase. I was going to the library yeah. every week. The libraries have become, they've they've kept up, they've 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 um, crept up to the times, and uh, and you know they've they've feel like some of the libraries that they've they've redesigned and made in in um, our council areas are they've got slides in them, and they've got interactive areas, and oh yeah, I've checked out my libraries. Spaces. They're really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, the new one at Green Square is amazing. I believe the one in, oh, I want to say, I want to say Marrickville maybe. The Marrickville one's actually up yeah. for an, an award. Uh, I've been, I've been award. there a couple of times. It is very good. Yeah. It's, it's fairly new. It's about two a uh, year and a half, two years old, and it's amazingly good. And there's something beautiful about, uh, you know, going to the library, seeing people reading, and also when you have small kids going there and just picking out a whole bunch of books for them, you know, even if they're just, you know, kids' books, just going out there and, Reading books. So shout out books. Shout out reading. Shout out yeah. literacy. Maybe our hero of the week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And on uh, that note. And on that note, uh, I think we're going to wrap up the show. I don't even think we've got a chappy ass. I think we'll wrap yeah, it up. Absolutely. We're, we're going to wrap it up. And, I, and and what I will say, Tristan, after your editing nightmare, uh, we made it through the whole episode. But if there, on if one there, computer, if if there is <laughs> on on one computer, but if there is just an ever so slightly low hum in my audio to both you and the listeners, I apologize. I've been holding a USB fan over the back of my computer so it doesn't overheat <laughs> to the point that it explodes. <laughs> that's where we're at, boys. Well, that's beautiful. Let's get. Yeah. Let's give you a, like, as as we as as you USB said. fan is out. This is this is this is what happens when China cuts off the supply lines. We don't make anything <laughs> ourselves, and it takes a month to get a computer wish me luck brothers <laughs> as phil says to uh as phil says every night let's give your hand a rest big fella um <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you again we'll see you again next week what does that even mean you'll find out you'll find out when you're older pal all right love you kids stay safe yeah. see you, you know, later, everyone strap out gentlemen avoid covid so yeah <laughs>